You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 268. Today, you're going to discover how to change your identity. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Monday edition of the Mind Your Business Podcast. I am your host with the most... Checking in with all y'all. It's going to be a good one today. We're going to talk about your identity. If you've listened to my episode with Mr. Jim Fortin, episode 114, we'll link that up in the show notes for you. That was like the first time we introduced the whole concept of identity. So many people, that was like so eye-opening. It's a great place to start. And I want to take this conversation deeper today because we like identified identity. And then so many people were like, so how do I change my identity? who I am, (laughs) all that stuff. That's the conversation I want to have with you today. It's going to be a good one. So buckle up. But first, I want to check in with you guys. If I haven't updated you, maybe maybe you were following me on the Instagrams. Last week, I was in Chicago for eight straight days. Holy cow. That was was a little bit of a challenge. I was living out of a hotel for eight days. That sucks. (laughs) I was getting total cabin fever. Fever? Fever. Bieber fever? cabin fever. Why am I saying a B? Cabin fever. There it is, guys. Cabin fever being in a hotel for that long. However, it was so amazing because we had our two masterminds back to back. Just like the most extraordinary group of people on the planet. Maybe you saw in some of my stories, you got to meet some of them and connect with them. They're amazing. It was a great mastermind. I am so proud and humbled to run that group. It literally is like, I know I'm going to sound a little biased, But these are the most extraordinary entrepreneurs in the industry. I am uh, so, in a non-like condescending way, just so proud of them. But it always sounds like, I'm so proud of you. But they're amazing. They're doing unbelievable stuff. And every time they come in the room, they have these like crazy wins and shares of just like what they're up to. And I did a post on my stories and I tagged all of them. So hopefully you're following them and paying close attention. And I bring some of them onto the podcast now and again. Like, for example, Jasmine, who was here last week. The feedback that you guys gave me from Jasmine, Jasmine's week of awesome. This was amazing. So much feedback. So if you haven't listened to any of those episodes, please do. Please listen to all three of them. Please listen to them in order. They're good. So good. So good. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. But go listen if you haven't. Anywho, we've also, in other news, released a PDF that... It's getting such great feedback. In fact, I'm going to pull up one right now from one of our Instagram DMs. This is from Billy who says, I just read the hardwired PDF and it opened my mind to the relationship between the whole being busy thing and actually being successful. And I completely connected with your message. We're getting tons of feedback from people who have read that little PDF. It's like 30 pages, something like that. Uh, It's called Hardwired for Entrepreneurship. It's like 30 pages. 
You can go to jameswedmore.com forward slash wired. It's absolutely free. There's no funnel. There's no upsell. There's no give me money. There's nothing. It's just a free book. Uh, I wrote it in two or three days. Uh, and it was based on this whole idea of like looking passionately questioning why do so many entrepreneurs struggle for so long like I did, especially with all the information that's out there. It's like, it's not like we're suffering from a shortage of content. There's no one teaching me how to do it. <laughs> that's not, that's not something I've heard recently, right? There's just no courses on how to do it. I don't really hear that too often <laughs> to you. If only there was a website with free video tutorials on everything. <laughs> There's not that. And so I start with this whole idea and I've shared it here before. We'll actually talk about this concept today. This is a whole like nerdy brain-based neuroscience approach that uh, is based on this idea that your brain does not match your beliefs to fit your life. It matches your life, the world out there to fit your pre-existing beliefs. In other words, your life out there, business out there, this thing you call like growing your business, what you see, what you experience is a reflection of the beliefs that you already hold to be true. And they don't really show up as beliefs. They show up as the way things are. James, this is the way it is. And, and it's funny because like, go look at one of my Facebook ads I'm running next time. Go read the comments. People are adamantly holding on to their limitations. Like the things that people say that are just like they say is truth. And we gotta be really mindful. I did an episode a long time ago about language leaves clues. And just like, listen to your self-talk for a moment. Listen to what the words that come out of your mouth for a moment. Because it's such an indicator into like where your boundaries are of what you think is possible and not possible. But people will just say things like entrepreneurship means you've got to sacrifice so much to be successful. You have to sacrifice so much of your life and your time and your health. I, I mean, people are adamantly fighting for what they think it takes. And when you're right, you're right. Whatever you believe to be true becomes true. And that's the tricky thing because then when you believe that and then you go do it and you're like, see, I told you, I've got evidence of it. Eh. No, you're just aligned with your beliefs. And this is actually going to start to bleed into our conversation today about identity. It must be true. Ego can't be wrong. It's got to be true. If you start finding out or if your ego starts finding out that some of the lies that you're telling yourself are lies and not truths, uh, you start going through like a pretty trippy, uncomfortable experience of life because you're like, you start to question everything. Like, what is real, man? That's my job, by the way. I'm here to challenge a lot of what you think is up and what you think is down. I love doing that. Thank you for letting me do that. Thank you for being so open to let me do that. So I recommend checking this out because uh, there's a lot of like challenging beliefs and just I challenge a lot of beliefs and different ways of thinking. So it's called hardwired for entrepreneurship. It's basically if the brain is matching the life, your world and your business out there to match your pre-existing beliefs, then we need to start shifting your belief system. We need to change your beliefs. We need to change your wire and we need to change your thinking in order to produce different results. Awesome. That's what the book is about. It starts to do that for you in the book. So go check it out. jameswilmer.com forward slash wired. It's linked up in the show notes. You, if you're going over on Instagram, it's linked up on my profile. It's free. Again, there's no upsell, none of that crap. And I want to know your thoughts. Share your takeaway with me. People said it was like one of the best eye-opening eBooks they've ever read. That's awesome. Or books in general. That's, that means a lot to me. I don't know if they're just 
blowing smoke up my arse, but that's always very nice to hear. I also want to um, shout out and acknowledge our listeners. You guys are amazing. You definitely fuel my motivation to do an episode every week. You inspire me to make our episodes bigger, better, more badasser every week. We've had some amazing reviews recently on iTunes. Carrie Fit said different and insightful five stars. James gives creatives and entrepreneurs space to be while coaching on mindset over matter. I love that. That's really cool. Annie Vovon, who said, uh, gave five stars, said, no ego, no problem. I truly look forward to getting my mind blown each week. I appreciate him sharing about serving others and getting your ego out of the way. Thank you for that. I also got a voice chat from one of our listeners, Melissa, and I'd love to share that with you now. Hi there, Mr. Wedmore. My name is Melissa. I just wanted to reach out and say thank you for your podcast today. I was walking and feeling completely unclear (laughs) with everything. And then you said, word it in a way that like if all your businesses were successful, which one would you pursue? And it just clicked. So thank you for that. I love all your stuff. I am a huge fan. So just wanted to say thank you in doing what you're doing. Peace. Bye-bye. So thank you, Melissa. Thank you for sharing that feedback because I even think that that will help other people who are listening. So, you know, I can't get to all of them. I'll do the best I can, but it really means the world to me when you share your feedback of like, oh, when you said this, it helped me with that. And if you'd like to get featured, send me an audio thing, little whatever you call that, little audio voice chat on the grams. Send me a DM, please, please, please. Maybe we'll feature you just like we did with Melissa. All right. Enough of the chitter chats. Let's get into today's episode, how to change your identity. Again, it'd be a great foundational episode to listen to Mr. Jim Fortin, episode 114. It's been a real staple episode as a part of the Mind Your Business podcast. Now, one of the concepts that we introduced there was the be, do, have model. And and I talk about this with my students. It is so simple and it's so life-changing. I don't know why more people aren't talking about this, but it's based on the idea that most of us are living our life backwards. Most of us are like this great analogy of like driving a car and people, if your car and you are like analogous to like your life on this road, on this journey, most people are looking at the rear view mirror to drive their car. They're letting what they see in the rear view mirror determine what decisions they make, what actions to take and where to go. It's backwards. This is what I call conditional living. This whole have do be approach, which is conditional. It's once I have the time, once I have the money, once I have the permission, once I have the following, once I have the clarity, once I have the confidence, list goes on and on and on, then I can do what I need to do. Make that launch, put out that offer, start that project, launch that podcast, and then I'll be successful, be enough. One of the ways we can look at this be is identity and it's backwards, it's conditional because if we keep living our life this way, first of all, we're living at the effect of our life. We are waiting for things to change before we change. We are basically a reactive effect Once I have the time, how long have you been waiting for having enough time? Do you think tomorrow's finally going to be the day? How long have you been waiting for permission? 
How long have you been waiting until you have all the pieces to connect all the dots? How much longer are you willing to wait? This is backwards. And it's very dangerous because if you make who you are, who you're being, we can refer to this as identity, a conditioned effect based on external circumstances, then you're at the whim of these circumstances, at these factors and these variables that are a lot of times outside of your control. For example, if you said like, once I make a million dollars or once I get permission or once I get 10,000 followers, then I'll be enough, be worthy, be successful. You're putting your beliefs about yourself, your identity about yourself outside of your control. Like this is a crazy thing that people don't really consider. So let's look at it this way. Have you ever bought something before? I know. Silly question. Of course you've bought something. When you bought something, were you in control of that decision or was somebody else in control? In other words, did somebody brainwash you, tie strings to your hands and force you to grab your credit card out of your purse or your wallet and type, why is this, who's moving my fingers right now on the keyboard, right? No, you were in control. That was you doing that, right? And so when people go to buy from you, that decision for them to buy, their actions of typing in, punching in that credit card number, that's outside of your control. They're in control of that. They're making those decisions. They're taking those actions. And how much of like the fate of our lives and our opinions about ourselves is in the hands of others? Something that you don't have control over. Now, important distinction. Do you have an effect and an impact? Yes. Can you influence? Yes. But are you in control of their decision to take those actions? No, they are. So there's a great more that's outside of our control anyways, that we then make like our entire identity, our entire being, our entire worth, our entire enoughness, for a lack of a better choice of words there, is now in the hands of something that's completely out of our control, somebody else's hands. How many of you have created a goal and then put a big fat attachment to that goal where all of a sudden, if you don't make this launch a certain number, you suck, you're a failure, you're not good enough. But so much of the success of that launch, I mean, there's a look, there's a lot you can control, like what you do, what you say, how you show up. But those decisions to buy are still outside your, your control. I hope that makes sense because this is how a lot of people are living. Is backwards. The be, do, have model, the be, do, have is saying when we identify what we want, results. Business becomes really simple because it's all about results. Money, 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 impact, customers, members, fall, you know, all these things are specific, tangible results. You'll know it when you got it. And all results that you want, whether it's a 100K launch or 10,000 followers, whatever it is, is the byproduct of action. The do, right? Do so you can have. But it's about taking the right actions the right way. It's not just about being busy. People hear this and then they're just like, I'm just going to stay busy all day and throw a bunch of crap against the wall and something will work, right? And so what Jim brought up, which I freaking love at the, on the last episode 114, was the doing is only as good as the being doing the doing. So it's not just about doing. It's about taking the right actions the right way. And those actions, those decisions are vastly determined by who you're being. And I like to look at being as the thoughts and beliefs that we hold. 
and realizing that your actions will always align to who you're being, to the beliefs that you have. That's why I mentioned before the whole, your brain aligns your life to match your pre-existing beliefs. So if you believe not as a, and then here's, here's why this, this entire conversation is so tricky because you don't actually think you believe something. We don't choose to believe something and then believe it. I know this sounds weird what I'm saying. Stay with me. Stay open just for a moment. In other words, what I'm saying is those deepest beliefs don't present themselves as beliefs. They present themselves as facts. You don't just choose to believe things that you have to believe. You just think of them as facts. Like people don't say, I believe I'm not cut out for this. They actually say it like it is, period. I'm not cut out for this. So we don't choose to react to something that we think is a belief. We think it's real. We think it is the way it is. That's where this gets really tricky. We don't, we don't question what is. And I want you to question what is. Because everything's a belief. Ooh, that's a hard one. Right? People say, I don't believe that. That's okay, because that's a belief too. Because everything's a belief. So another way to look at this again is that your actions, which are the prerequisite for the results that you want, your habits, which are just like automatic actions, they will match and correlate with your identity. In other words, like if you really think that you have a product that no one wants, are you going to sell it? No one wants what I've got. My stuff isn't that good. Are you going to sell it? Are you going to launch it? Are you going to promote it? No. Why would you launch, sell, promote, and yell at the top of a mountain with a megaphone, I've got something that can help you if there's already the fact in your, because it's a fact for you in your mind, no one wants this. This isn't good enough, right? So our actions are just going to correlate with the beliefs that we've already created. But the tricky part is, is that those beliefs, we just don't experience them as a belief. It just is the way it is. And then we don't question it. Now, a great example of this be do have that I have in place or to just kind of anchor this. I like to use the example of like dating, right? So two dudes, both single, both want a girlfriend at the bar, right? They want the girl, they want the number, whatever. So be do have the smart dude who knows the be do have model looks at, <laughs> looks at what he wants. And he goes, I want the phone number. Okay. From the girl across the bar, right? So I want to have the phone number. The other guy goes, well, I want the phone number too. And so the guy who knows B do have goes, okay, well, I need to do the right things the right way, which is I got to ask for the phone number. That's one thing. I got to approach the girl. I got to, you know, do all the things, whatever. But he knows that it goes deeper than that. That if he approaches this girl and he's full of doubt, um, I know you probably get asked this all the time, but and I'm probably like the 10th guy tonight, but I think I could get your phone number, right? Who's he being in that moment? Um, nervous, doubtful, uncertain, lack of confidence, all the qualities that women love, right? So, so instead, if he chose to be the type of person that would have those type of results. In other words, 
if I went to him and I said, let's say his name's John. I said, John, if you got the number, how would you feel? Oh, I'd feel great. I'd feel confident. I'd feel certain. I'd feel empowered. And then he approached the girl with that same state of being. Is he increasing his chances or decreasing his chances of getting the phone number? He's increasing, right? So let's say we take a transcript of everything he said. And then we give it to the other guy who doesn't understand the be do have model and he follows word for word, but he's full of doubt, insecurity, fear, worry, lack of confidence. Is he going to get the number? No. Right. Very powerful. How does this relate to business? Well, two people do a webinar. One person's doing it with being of service, being certain, being full of conviction about their offer and how it can help being true, being authentic, being real. The other person is being afraid, <laughs> being insecure, same webinar. Who's going to do better? Who's going to perform more? Who's going to convert higher, right? Be do have. Okay. So one way we can look at this being, especially because like so much of our day is spent on autopilot. You know, there's all these studies that say like 90 to 95% of our day, we're, we're just reacting on autopilot. And so one could say that we are on this like unconscious program matching our pre-existing identity. So what is identity? Well, one way we can look at this is it is the beliefs that we have about ourself, right? Like anything that comes after I am. And that might be something for you to start to actually look at because one of the things that I've been really fascinated recently is we're sharing all these quotes and sharing all these episodes and so many people which I love you so much, uh, say, oh, I resonate with this so much. Oh, this is so true. I so agree. And I see a big disconnect all the time with everybody, not just you, but like everybody, with somebody getting something conceptually and agreeing with, oh yeah, this is so true. And oh yeah, I totally get this versus not seeing how it applies to you in your life in this moment. It's like looking at a dress and saying, oh, I love this dress but not able to actually put it on and look at yourself in the mirror and say, oh, and this is how the dress looks on me, right? How does this apply to me? Whoa, I see myself in this. I see how I'm doing this or not doing this, right? So I really want to encourage that. I really want to encourage, this isn't just like fill my head with more content so I know more stuff. Who cares? In fact, we shared a post today and ironically, it's not doing that well compared to our other stuff. And the post, and I would really recommend you guys go look at it. I designed this and everything, and then I gave it to my little animator person, and, and I love it. The post is a picture of a sphere, and two people are looking at the sphere from two different directions. One person sees opportunity, the other person sees problem. The person that sees problem is sitting on a stack of books. They have filled their noggin with so much content, so much knowledge, so much information, yet every time they look at the sphere, they just see problem. Whereas this other person is sitting on a box full of failures, mistakes, failed launches, and they look at that same sphere and they see opportunity. And the quote is, no amount of acquiring knowledge will ever make up for a lack of perspective. Your perspective, and this is the same way as me saying your brain doesn't match your beliefs to fit your life, it matches your life to fit your beliefs. Your perspective is what creates your experience. So I don't want you here on this podcast just filling your brain with a bunch of knowledge. I want this message to help shift your perspective 
So all you see everywhere in your reality is, ooh, opportunity, ooh, lesson, ooh, possibility, ooh, win, ooh, success. Everywhere you see, everywhere you look, everywhere you go, there it is, there it is. That's all I've trained myself to do. That's all I'm still training myself to do. Oh, win, look, yes, that's a possibility. That's an opportunity, yes, yes. That doesn't come from acquiring more information, more knowledge, more information, more how-to, more training, more courses. That's kind of the plight, the epidemic we're in. We're in with a lot of people that have just believed that if I have more information than the next guy or the next gal, then I'll be more successful. We know that ain't true. We got a ton of people that now just have a list of all the things they know they're supposed to be doing that they're not doing. Congratulations. (laughs) If we're not shifting perspective, then we're not shifting experience and we're not shifting results. We're not going to get different results. And what if I told you that part of who your identity is or who you believe you are at the identity level is creating a distortion of that perspective? In other words, if you believe you are a failure, will you ever see success? No. So your identity are the beliefs you have about yourself. This belief about yourself is now distorting reality. It's creating a filter or a distortion of how you see the world. So change our identity. We're going to start to change our life because we're going to change our perspective. We're going to change how we see the world. So it would behoove you to take a moment and say, well, what are the words I say after I am? I don't know how you want to do that. You could pause this episode. You could just like start journaling, but... You know, examples are the real simple ones are like, I am a man, I am a woman, right? I am a parent. There's the ones that people like, no, no, these are very clear. This is who I am. Now, if you really want me to even challenge those, we can, because <laughs> these are just like made up human constructs of labels that, yeah, cause a little bit of separation from who we really are, but that's another rabbit hole we can talk about another time. And then we can say things like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a hustler or whatever we want to call ourselves, right? And then, of course, we get into things like core beliefs, you know, where we say things like, I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I'm not lovable. Things that, by the way, if you say those and you feel something there, means that they're there, usually at a pretty deep unconscious level. So, like, if you feel unworthy of money, do you think that you'll make a lot of money? No. So I like to look at identity as anything after I am. Beliefs about who you are. So who are you? I am blank. What comes after I am? Even little, like I'm vegan, right? I'm an athlete, right? However, and this can kind of be a hard pill to swallow, I call anything that comes after I am your phantom identity because it's not actually who you are. That's gonna be hard. So if you kind of took a moment to figure out who you are and what your identity is and who you call yourself to be, I'm now gonna challenge that a bit and say that's not actually who you are. That these labels and terms become your, your phantom identity. I call this your phantom identity because it's a lie. These are beliefs. I mean, a lie is just me. Calling it a lie is me just kind of disrupting a little bit, but it's a belief, which means it's not necessarily, it's not true. It's not truth. It's a belief. It's not your true identity. 
And by the way, this is a really great thought that I wrote down. Most of these identities are generated by your past. Not all of them, but like a lot of them. Like if you just had a $100,000 launch, you might now be like, I'm a successful entrepreneur. Like past, a lot of things like things that have happened in our past are now generating our identity. Like, you know, a great example is if you just had a kid, you're like, I'm a parent. Like I just had, I just went over to visit my sister and she just had her second kid. So I'm a 2X uncle now. <laughs> you know, it's my part of my identity that I give myself. Shadow identity, of course. So a really fun question to try on for a moment is your past defining you or your future? Remember when I said at the beginning how people are living their life like looking through the rearview mirror of their car? Is your past defining you and creating your identity or your future? Now, it's also easy to say that maybe others create your identity. Like my dad said I was stupid my whole life. I'm stupid, right? There's my identity. I'm not intelligent. Yeah, we can get into all that. But if you look at, you know, like, because I don't want to get into like little kid stuff right now. But let's look at like adult life. Someone says something to you online. Someone criticizes you. What I want to offer is that those criticisms that someone would say like, you're an idiot, right? That is never creating your identity. Someone's opinion of you could never create your identity. However, if it's triggering you, chances are it's just simply reflecting back to you what you already fear to believe is true for yourself. So a lot of, and I've talked about this on previous episodes, but other people's like criticisms and stuff of you is just reflecting back usually what we believe or fear we believe to be true about ourselves. If someone wanted to call me an idiot today, I would have no emotional reaction because I don't believe myself to be an idiot. I wouldn't really care if anybody called me one because I don't believe it myself. So there's no emotional reaction there. So we also want to pay attention to when we get really triggered by the things that people say to us, okay? Because it probably means that there is truth. Now, be careful what I'm saying here. There's truth in what they're saying in that you believe already what they're saying. Not that it's true or accurate, but that there is a belief there that you think that's true. Hopefully that made sense for you, right? Otherwise, why would you react to it? Why would it have any emotional charge? I've given this example before. If someone called me really short, <laughs> I'm six foot. That's not like tall, but it's not short, right? But it's still going short. <laughs> okay. It's great. <laughs> it's fine. It's just an opinion, right? Oh my gosh. You're so true, right? Because it's just, I'm, I'm not short. So we would only react to something if we felt there was truth to it, which there's not, but it does mean that the belief is active within us. Okay. So... Hopefully I let you chew on this a little bit. Whatever you're saying after I am is your, is your identity, but I'm calling this your phantom identity because it's not truly who you are. It's not. So what is your true identity? Your true identity is who you really are. And the simplest way I can start by sharing that with you, sharing who you really are, is you are the identity generator. So just think about that for a moment. And maybe this is a concept some of you have heard before. You are the one generating the identity. You are the one that is the I am. Now this becomes, like when I first started understanding this concept, it really 
sent my brain for a few loops. And if you sit with it, chew on it a bit, it really can free you. But when we say things like, I am an entrepreneur, no. Who you truly are is the one that's generating the identity of entrepreneur. Can you get that? And you're so good at being an identity generator that the moment you generate the identity, you believe it. Like it is. Like I said before, it's like fact. But the truth is you are the one of who you really are that is generating the identity. You are the creator of the identity. That's who you really are. So however you've been telling yourself, whatever you've been saying after the I am, first of all, that's just proof of how good you are at generating identity. But who you really are is the chooser and creator of any identity you want. And when you get present to this, which you might for a moment and then you lose it again, and then you might for a moment and then you lose it again. But the moment that you get present to who you really are, your true identity, the identity generator, as I like to call it, that's when you can change and choose a new identity. You can choose again. But again, you never are not the identity generator because who you are is infinite awareness, infinite potential. But that's always so hard conceptually to get. I think that can be really hard. It's like, oh, that sounds great. The f does that mean? <laughs> so we choose something. We choose this limited thing. But you're the one that created that. And that's who you really are. So if you want to change your identity, you have to reorient yourself back with who you really are. The I am that creates whatever I am you want to create. You're the I am creating the I am. The identity generator, the identity creator. And if, oh, it's so great. But if you can get present to that, even just get a sense of it for a moment, that's when you just, you can choose again. You just, you can reinvent yourself and become whoever you choose to be in that moment. That's who you really are. That's how powerful your mind is. That's how powerful thought is. Belief. You wound up being who you think you are because one day you chose that and then you believed it so much that you just, you didn't even need to believe it anymore. It just became reality. And even some people listening right now may still not believe what I'm saying. That's simply evidence of how powerful your mind is to make something real. Think about that for a moment. And I've talked about this on the, in the past, but how I've been, I get all these comments, it's so nice because I've been doing this for a long time, 12 years now, and I get all these people that have been sharing the nicest things and I really love it. I really, it's so, so thank you. I'm not trying to be braggadocious or anything, but people who will say so many things like, James, I've watched you grow so much over the years. I've watched you evolve so fast, so much. This is what I've done. I look at the new halves, but you do have, that I want. And it's like really want, like in my heart, want it. Like what's the next thing that my heart is just singing for, calling for? 
and I realize I have to accept the fact that this new thing that I, so step number one is identify what you want. Step number two, I have to accept the fact that I don't have that. Most people can't even accept that. Like we have goals and we have wants and things we want, but desire is like the fuel that you'll always have that drives your life forward and then you die. You'll always have desires. But a desire is also like inherent that you don't have it because if you had it, you wouldn't desire it. I don't desire air because it's right there, right? You desire what you don't have. So I have to accept the fact, step two, that I don't have this thing that I desire. Step three, I then have to accept the fact that the reason I don't have what I desire is because who I am does not align or correlate with the results that I want. And then step four, I need to identify who do I need to be that would make attaining this goal inevitable. Like the natural byproduct and expression of who I am just makes this outcome that I want inevitable. If you didn't get that, rewind and listen to that again. Then I must be willing to let go of who I've created myself to be. Let go of the identity that I generated. And going back to who I truly am, the identity generator, I can now choose again. I can now reinvent myself to be the person that is needed to make this result, this outcome inevitable. When this is the game that you're playing, or rather, this is the playbook you use for the game of your life. Life gets just really fun and really juicy because every day for me is like, what else am I capable of? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Who else can I be? That's why I say over and over again, like how important it is that we just start asking ourselves better questions. Questions guide us there. If I was the CEO of a $25 million a year company, how would I spend my time? What would I do differently? What would I focus on? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's try. Stay in the question. Get curious. Ask better questions. Better questions are outcome-oriented questions. Not, why is this happening to me? What's wrong with me? Those aren't outcome-oriented questions. Those are crappy questions. Outcome-oriented questions. Okay. So, that's it. That's all I got for you on this episode. This has been on my mind for some time. So I'm glad I finally got to share it. I hope you found value in this. I hope this got you thinking differently. Or were you only listening from the identity you have now and rejecting anything I said that threatens your identity? <gasps> Did you delete or dismiss any information that I shared? that doesn't already match your identity and your beliefs about how the world is and how the world works? Or did you listen to this episode completely open, completely receptive and completely coachable? If not, I'm going to ask that you re-listen. Re-listen with an open heart and an open mind and to try every sentence on before you dismiss it. That's how we change. See, most people are filling their head with more knowledge, but it's the same knowledge. It's what already confirms how they believe the world is and how they believe the world works. 
And anything that threatens those beliefs, they have to get rid of because we can't be wrong. We're so adamant on how everything is and how we are and who we are and how people are and how our industry is and how customers are and how marketing is and how selling is and how Facebook is and how this is and how that is, that anything that conflicts with it, we immediately reject it. And then we say things like, I know this already. No, you don't. (laughs) None of us do. None of us do. That's such a dangerous thing for us to say. Like, I already know all this. I don't know any of this. Because the more I learn and the more I'm like, wow, I really don't know anything. Right? It's that whole analogy of the, the guy who sees the guru with the full cup. So I'm giving the short version. And the, the guru or the shaman starts pouring tea into the cup and it overflows. And he says, what are you doing? There's too much tea. And he says, when, when your cup's already full, there's no room for anything else. How often do we do that? How often are we just so certain on how we think the world is, on how this is the way it is with ourselves, with people in our lives, right? Notice how many times we just say people are, oh, she is always this way. Oh, that's so her. He always does this. And we just create these statements of truth, which are not, they're total beliefs about the way other people are. And we don't question them anymore. That Now we only see these people that way. Oh, he never listens. Now we can only see that person as someone who doesn't listen. Because now, if they do listen, you have to reject that one time that they listened because it doesn't align with your belief about how that person is. So, did you listen with an open mind? Or did you listen through the filter of your identity, through your pre-existing beliefs? That's all right, we do it all the time. So it may be worth listening one more time. I hope you found some value in this. I hope this wasn't just more knowledge, but it got you to think a little differently. Hopefully think a little differently about how you see yourself and what's possible for you. That's the goal here. That's the point. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being as open as you can. Appreciate you so much. More amazing episodes, interviews, entrepreneurs, case studies coming your way here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Neuroscience tells us that your brain doesn't match your beliefs to fit your life. It matches your life to fit your beliefs. In other words, if you want to change your life, change your beliefs. Inside my newest book, Hardwired for Entrepreneurship, I reveal the real difference that makes the difference between the few high-performing entrepreneurs that go on to build multi-million dollar businesses that impact hundreds of thousands of people's lives versus the vast majority who struggle, burn out, break down, and inevitably give up. And the difference ain't in a funnel, launch strategy, or marketing hack. The difference comes down to what's going on between your ears. So are you wired for entrepreneurship? Grab your free copy to find out now. Just visit jameswedmore.com forward slash wired. There's no funnel, no pitch, no sale, nada. Just a good old fashioned read that's gonna blow your mind.